0: I can't exist anywhere without you. So I wanted to ask you to join me here.
1: You'd have to leave your other world behind. Stop breathing in it like I did. Stay with me here. You'll have to do it yourself.
0: Welcome back to the Hiding for Horrors podcast where we review horror movies and horror franchises. I'm Mark. I'm Tawan. I'm Maria. And today we're reviewing Insidious Chapter 3, released in 2015, written and directed by Leigh Whannell. Maria, can you start off by giving the people the plot?
1: When teenager Quinn Brunner senses that her late mother is trying to contact her, she seeks help from gifted psychic Elise Rainer. However, Elise's tragic past makes her reluctant to use her abilities. After a, malevol- a malevolent entity attacks Quinn, her father pleads with Elise for help. With support, support from two parapsychologists, Elise ventures deep into the further, where she finds a powerful demon with an with an insatiable craving for human souls.
0: So to start off, I want to say when we were when I was telling you guys that we were gonna do the Insidious movie, both of you gave me like differing opinions or grunts when the third one came up so i kind of went into this like oh i'm not gonna like it Ooh, it's gonna be mixed i don't know what what to do but i like this one i like this with more than the previous two like yeah there was some stuff that was happening that i didn't that was like unnecessary but this was a good movie overall 'Cause everyone felt a part of it. Like even the little brother felt like he had something to do. Unlike the siblings from the first two movies, like, only person that mattered was Dalton and then Foster and that little girl was just Well, the little girl mattered more because they kept putting her on the floor, which I found very disrespectful. But Foster was just there. At least this kid had some shit to go t- to do and... and then the mom like the story just felt more well-rounded and i kind of i enjoyed it more and i don't really like lee winnell as a director but you know this was actually pretty good what about you maria what are your thoughts on this movie
1: well i mean i love this movie i think out of like the other movies this one's my favorite i mean i've watched this movie a lot <laughs> I, have, I mean i have all movies on dvd but this is the one that i always go back to I think it's so good. It was like, I think when I first saw it, it genuinely scared me. And now I kind of just, I like to watch it for the plot because I feel like it's really good. Um, I don't know. I just, it's one of my favorite movies.
0: What about you, Tuan?
2: You know, I, um went, after watching this one again, I do actually like this one. For the longest, I remember not liking the third one, um, like like years ago, and definitely went into remembering not liking it. And I don't remember why I didn't like it back then, but whatever I was thinking then, like it doesn't it don't, it don't even matter now, cause like after rewatching, I actually really did like this one as well, um, liked it more than the second one. And uh, I still think the first one is my personal favorite. But overall, um, this one was really good. Um, you know, James Wan wasn't the director this time. And I mean, you could tell in some of the stuff, like, I feel like James Wan has a, you know, just a certain little style. But Lee Wanell like, did, did, did good here with, um, with what he was given, especially considering where the story went, Um.
0: With, he was also looking really good in this movie too like he
2: was kind of <laughs> cute
0: i was like okay Lee with now with his little glasses on yeah you
2: know? oh, <laughs> no but he he did he did pretty good with this one considering like you know uh, what we were given with the lease already being dead where work where, where we could have went after this and you know you can't go forward so they got to go back
0: And I feel like that's one of the issues I have with this movie. Because it feels like... It feels like Lee Winnell realized, like, oh, shit. Elise is, like... like It's, like, the breakout character of the franchise. And I fucking killed her off in the first movie. And like, how, how... And I think he was just trying to, like, find ways to keep her in the franchise. And the only way to do that was to do a fucking prequel. Because I was just like, you can't keep... I don't want to see her her ghost hanging out with Tucker and Specs. Like, no. Like you killed her off. And I feel like he wrote he wrote himself in a corner by killing her off and then had to like backtrack somehow. And then this is what, what he decided to do. And I liked it. But let's talk about some scenes. What what are some scenes that stood out for you guys? I will say that that's that first scene when when she got hit by that car, I was not expecting that. It came out of nowhere. I I would have to say, I jumped the hell out of my seat when I was watching it because I was not ready.
2: I cannot take that scene Damn. serious because it got turned into why? A, it got turned into a meme at one point, and I'm not sure like why yeah I'm not sure because like, of the way yeah just because I guess because the way it happened and how like sudden it was mm. like it was like, like it was get... like it was like a reaction like like video people would post on Twitter <laughs> and it was uh it was definitely funny at the time it, it like whenever I see that like in the movie I it... laugh uncontrollably
0: well what about you Maria did, did, was that a, a jump scare for you because it, it definitely took me out when she got hit by that by, hit by that car
1: yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, it's a, I, I mean, I don't know what I mean, you're talking about, Tuan, but, like, it's definitely... Like, when I first saw it, I was not expecting it. Like, honestly, like, the the thing just waving was creepy enough because it just looked weird. Like, it looked mm-hmm. so unnatural. But then, like... Um, but then, like, she gets hit by a car, and you see her get hit by the car. And it's just so, like, unexpected because you... Like you just think she's gonna turn around and it's gonna be another jump scare or something, but now she gets hit by a fucking car.
0: That was insane. My other favorite like standout scene, uh has to be Standout scene but not in a good way is when the mom showed up. I did not like that. It felt It felt too cliche and it felt like too much. Like, I knew, like, I saw it coming a mile away. Like, at the very beginning of the movie when she was like, and she got taken and had to go fight her, I was like, ah, the mom is gonna show up to save the day at the end. And that's exactly what happened. And that whole, like, couple minutes with the mom was just, like, ugh. And of course, I loved every scene with Tucker and Specs. They were funny. Tucker with that fucking mohawk took me out. I was like, what the hell is this? This is not okay. And... Some scenes that... Because cause this happened in like the other movies where... They introduce characters and then they like drop characters. Because what the fuck was the point of that cute boy next door... And her friend... If they weren't going to be part of the fucking climax of the movie. Or really any part of the movie. It's like when she got hit by the car... The Cute boy and her friend disappeared from the movie. Was I the only one confused by that? I was like, What happened to that?
2: I don't, I don't know if I feel like I just didn't think about that to be honest. <laughs> now, I do. Now that you like mention it though, like, I like maybe you know they could have visited her, like, she was she was fucked up. <laughs> like, it is now that you mentioned it, it's kind of weird that like her friends didn't like come over or like visit her, besides, um. I think she had, like, a video call at one point with, uh, with the one, like, girlfriend she had, right? And that was, I think, that, like, brought, it was, like, a scene where I think she said, like, something was, like, behind her or something like that. But besides, besides that, yeah, they really didn't bring up any of the other, like, friends or anything. But they weren't, like, needed, but it is, like, now that you mentioned, it's something, like, eh, kind of weird. Your friend was, like, badly injured and you're, you didn't visit them. <laughs>
1: I mean, I th- I think they were kind of just there, just to like, so they can use them for scares, because that's kind of what they did. Um, I think with the cute boy, like, you know, and you know, like when when her leg leg was broken, and there was that one scene where like, she couldn't hear him like on the other side. Oh, yeah. And I think at one point he knocked, and she was like, "Oh, like, did I wake you up or whatever?" And he's like, "Oh, no, I'm, I'm not my grandma's." And she was like, "Wait a minute," and you know, I I mean, I I thought it was a good scene. But I can see why it's like, I guess there was no reason to have them show up in the movie so much. Because um, then there was also the one scene with, with a friend where she they're video chatting and she's like, oh, who's that? Like, is that your brother next yeah. to you? And she's like, what are you talking? Like, that scene was, I thought that scene was also pretty scary or pretty creepy. But I mean, I guess maybe yeah, I guess it didn't matter that they showed us the friend and introduced her to us if they were just gonna kind of use her as like a for for scares, I guess.
0: Well Maria, what other scenes stood out for you? Good, bad, or indifferent?
1: I mean, yeah, the the the, the car scene was definitely it's definitely one of my favorite scenes. Just the way that like, he's just waving. It's so creepy. Um The scene um Oh my god, like, the scene where she's, where, like, Elise is there, and they're all trying to kind of, like, figure out what's going on, and then, like, because, you know, she, she has, like, a cast on her leg. If she starts hitting that, like, breaking the cast off, that scene was crazy. I was like, there's no way. It looks really weird. Um, I think also, like, the scene where... Um, Oh man. Um <laughs> I literally just had it. Oh I guess like the scene where they're trying to get to her. Um uh, like I guess like kind of like the last scene and like her face is just like like disappearing. Um and she just looks weird. And that scene was super weird. Um I knew I thought it was really creepy too. Um I also thought the villain in this in this um movie was looked really weird like really scary like he doesn't to me he looks generally scary um than like the demon to be honest because it's like I know he's a human and I also know that he's like awful so I'm not expecting like a demon that looks like horns he's literally just a ghost that isn't letting people go because he was so miserable and like as Elise is walking through the further she sees the people that have died there and she sees like a, like the souls that he's kept there, and it's just so weird. I don't know. I just I like this a lot better than the other movies. I thought I think those scenes were just played out very well because they were just really creepy. Um, and I'm um, yeah, and honestly, any scene with like Tucker and Specs because they're so funny, and it's honestly I like the fact that we got to see how they got together. Um, I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, I I. I was happy with the story, with the like. I'm I'm glad it wasn't some big like dramatic backstory like it was with the 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 woman in black. And that scene when Elise was talking to the other victim was actually like was really good. And she was like walking her around and helping her out. That was like that was pretty dope. And like watching her meet Tucker and Specs for the first time and like seeing how that started. I was like, "Oh, this is pretty this is pretty good." And I don't know, the family just seemed more realistic in the scenes for me. I I don't know why. It just felt more realistic and like that first scene when she when when she when what's the girl's name again? Um Quinn, when she shows up to Elise's house. Like that was that was kind of a sad scene. He just wanted to talk to her mom and I was like, Oh and at least you know, she was trying to help, but then you know, she got choked out and she couldn't. So I was like, This is this is a decent start. But what about you, Twan? What scene stood out for you?
2: Um, definitely that scene that Maria mentioned when, you know, Quinn was being possessed and she started kicking like the side I think it was the side of the bed to take off her um to like remove the cast that she had on that was crazy and like you know you hear the bones and stuff like splintering and all that like that was like just crazy to like like the sound design on that was like hate that um but so i thought that was a good scene um also when the spirit like just has quinn i think like on like a leash almost and like her face is just you know just blank and there's, like, nothing on it, um, that was um, also a pretty decent one for me. And besides that, I think the scenes that I don't like, and I feel like I don't like them because it just comes off, like, corny. It, it, like, it makes sense in, like, the scenario of, like, the movie and everything, but it just comes off corny to me Is like, how you see like, Elise can just defeat these demons because you know she's still alive but then the further and it's just as simple as like pushing back or kicking the floor down or like you're stomping on the floor like i don't know it just like it seems like really simple to me and i don't i'm not sure like why i dislike it i'm, I'm not sure but it just kind of comes off a little bit corny i guess
1: i actually agree with that um i think even in the other movies too when she like defeats the the things from the further like it looks it always I mean I guess that's why I don't really mind it in this movie because they do it they do the same thing in the other movies and it always looks super corny like I think when we first saw Elise I think push or I don't know what she did um me and my siblings just laughed and we just could not help like but bring it up and be like remember when the when she you know um because it was funny it was kind of it was kind of like a funny scene. Well, those scenes in general are just really
0: funny. Well, just like the last movie, the last two movies, there weren't any really any kills in this movie. The only real death that we got was um, that old lady who lived in the building, which I thought was going to like, she did give them a warning from the other side, right? But other than that, like, she didn't really play a big part like I thought she was going to play. Like, I was expecting to see her in the further, and I was kind of disappointed when we didn't, because I'm like we had these scenes showing her talking to them, and then we see the scenes where her husband so I expected her to play some role in, like, the climax which is, again, what's making me mad because, like, you keep he introduces these characters and they they don't play any part in the overarching story, pretty much. Like, what's the point of them? Um, But like we did with the last two movies, were there any jump scares or like scare moments that stood out to you guys, Tuan?
2: Um, wouldn't say it was a jump scare, but like definitely when my eyes caught this scene, I was like, "Oh shit!" Um, at the end when you know Elise was in her room. And the dog was just barking into the void, and I'm like, "What is this? Like, like I just thought it was the dog just barking into the void." Then I saw the little face in the background. I was like, "Oh shit!" (laughs) Of of like the demon from um the first movie.
0: I didn't like that because what was the point of that?
2: Well, not the well, not the um when the red face demon popped out. That I didn't care for, like it was when when the dog was barking. It was a little white face in the closet. Oh yeah, that I
0: saw. That was creepy. yes,
2: that creeped me out. I was like, oh shit! But yeah, when the actual like red face demon like popped out, that was lame. We didn't need that. <laughs> um, besides that, but
0: that's not even the demon that killed her. Like, what the fuck was the point yeah? Besides
2: of that? that, um, maybe the other another scene that like you know, also wasn't, like, that big of a jump, but was just, like, oh, shit, was when Quinn, like, when they were holding her down and she had that eyeball down her throat, that was crazy.
0: Maria, what about you? What are some jump scares or scare scenes that stood out to you?
2: Well, the eyeball one
1: was tricky. I don't know. I just, I really like the way the movie was set up, and you just don't realize or see, like, a lot of things that happen. Um, like, you, you're not really expecting them. I think, like, the scene where, like, the ghost guy or whatever is, like, taking off his mask, and then you just see it come off, and you're just like, oh my God, like, that looks disgusting. It just looked awful. Um, but it just made it so much creepier, because, like, because, yeah, because with what Tawan said, like, with the red faced demon, like, I don't know, I just, I expected more out of a demon, I guess. But, like, this guy he's he's supposed to be somebody who died in the building you know and like for him to look like that and to act like that it's just so i feel like it's so much more like creepy i guess um also honestly like the scene and, and I never like I've mentioned this already but like the scene like that car scene was great like even like the scene where like like right before that when he's just waving it's just so creepy because he doesn't look like a person it doesn't it does not look like a person waiting it looks like a literal like demon thing or whatever just like waving at you and it looks so creepy um like i know she she like got taken aback and she was like what is that but like i would too like especially the way it was just so like mechanical i guess it was so i don't know it was weird
0: well let's move on to the characters let's and we're going to start once again with tucker and specs
1: so do you guys do this kind of thing often it's ghost hunting all the time
0: yeah it's actually
1: all we do we literally don't do anything
0: else just this maria what are your thoughts on tucker and specs this third time around i mean i feel
1: like their characters have stayed pretty consistent throughout the series which is nice, because I feel like since the first movie, they've been very likable. You know, like, they're funny together. I mean, even though they bicker a lot, they tend to, like, um, they still work very well together. Um, but, like, the bickering and, like, the snide comments are just kind of makes the movie so funny. Because I think what you mentioned earlier, Mark, was, like, how the family just feels more realistic. And I think that's why... Um, Specs and Tucker are very popular because they do kind of feel very, like, realistic, you know? Like, they do feel like they're they're just some guys doing some paranormal things, but when things actually go down, they're like, wait, like, I was, you know, like, they're genuinely afraid, which I feel like anybody would be. Um, And they're funny. I don't know. I really like them. I really liked their whole, like, duo thing going on. Um, I see how Elise fit into their whole Whole thing, but it's a good fit. And honestly, I think they're like a good core of the movies of the franchise.
0: You know? Yeah, I get that. They they do they provide something. Like I don't know, seeing it once they like appear on screen, it's like it's like ah uh, okay, I'm 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 gonna enjoy this. Like no matter what's happening around them around in a movie. When you see Tucker and Specs, it kind of just like brings it all back in a way. And it definitely helps that the family in this time feels more grounded. But Tawan, what are your thoughts on Sean, the dad?
2: I thought well, I thought Sean was like a better dad than uh fucking why am I forgetting his name? Josh. Yes, Josh. I thought he was a better dad than Josh was like, obviously, they, they were already going through it as a family due to the passing of the mom and, you know, just him being the single parent at that time. But, um, you know, once stuff started going down, you know, he, it took him it took him a while, but he eventually, you know, called tried to reach out for help by calling like Specs and Tucker. Like obviously he didn't know what they didn't know what they were doing at the time, but he was just trying to like get some answers from it because he saw like what was actually going on and, you know, him while him and his daughter had like those like bickering moments, it wasn't like I didn't it wasn't like from a place of malice or like not caring. Um he just felt like overloaded and, you know, was the only one to really do stuff for um, Quinn and the brother. Plus, Dermot Dur- Moroney, I love him.
0: Like, so attractive. Like, I, he was, he's still attractive because him and Scream 6 with the gray. Like, okay,
2: daddy. Real. Give it to him.
0: But, Maria, what are your, well, yeah, what are your thoughts on my little brother Alex? I feel like he had more of a presence than Foster did. And, like, I kind of wanted him to be to stick around for, like, that final fight. But I also get how he wasn't there. But it also made me mad because, like, the mom was there in spirit. but The little brother gets to, is missing out on her being there. It was pissing me off. But what are your thoughts on Alex, Maria? I mean, I agree. Like, he was – it was nice to see him
1: there. And it was nice that, like – yeah, I mean, he's basically the one who brought in Specs and Tucker, you know, because he was watching their YouTube videos. And, yeah, like, I feel like, and I know we we had talked about this last episode where, like, compared to, you know, Renee and Josh, and honestly, the family in general, like, this family has a lot stronger, they have a lot stronger, like, personalities and a, a stronger presence. You know, like, they're not bland. Um, what's her name? The, the, the daughter and Alex, like, they kind of, like, they bicker the way siblings do, and they play around there's the way the way siblings do, and like it makes it just it seems more realistic, it makes more sense, you know um and like you know the dad fights with them the way a dad would, and it's like it all I don't know it all just very much goes together, i guess um and I mean, I definitely see why he's in the movie. Like, if he was gone, I feel like something would definitely be missing, you know? But, um yeah, I mean, I liked his character. I liked that he played, you know, the little brother, and you can see him as a little brother. Um I do understand what you mean by, like, wanting him to be there during the final fight. Um, But to be honest, I don't really see what else he can do in the final fight besides, you know probably being in the way.
0: Um, but yeah, I mean, I liked his character. Tuan, what are your thoughts on a, on Elise this time around?
2: <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely liked Elise in this one. Um, you know, she wasn't, you know, much different than what we got in the, like the, going into the first movie since this one is right before. Like, you can definitely see how hesitant she was. Um to like help out Quinn um just due to you know she saw like she felt like something else besides her mom was, was there as she mentioned and just like in it wasn't the first one I think I'm mixing I'm mixing things up but just she was hesitant she yeah, I'm mixing <laughs> things up but she was hesitant like to you know kind of help her out a bit you know she was kind of a recluse at that time anyway just due to you know her husband passing and things like that so it was pretty fair for the state that she was in that she you know wasn't trying to do um you know what I guess she was pretty really meant to do like for like her character so it makes sense for like that state of mind But, um... You know, at least you like over time. We've seen it; like she's very caring, and she just wanted to help this girl out. And you know, really like that about her character. Like she definitely gives off those motherly vibes. And I hate like putting that on people, like some like women, like because but like they get they do that for her character, and like she just feels that need to like help when she knows that like her help is needed, and in, in these type of situations, since you know she's the best of her kind for this, so it definitely um, like paid off of this one and she was really good. And, you know, it also just gives a little bit more to the um, previous movies that the, uh, the woman in black was still trying to find her. Like she has smoke for least every time, like when she came into the further or even thought about it. Like, so it's cool to, you know, they kept that in cause it, I'm not going to like with that and it, definitely makes sense and I feel like without that part, um, they wouldn't have felt as connected to the other movies because we know from those that the woman in black was always there waiting for her.
0: Yeah, for me, that was got, got old pretty fast. Like, yeah, I know you're this is a prequel and you want to do some foreshadowing, but like the constant like getting choked out by the woman in black was just It was too much. Like after the first time I'm like, okay, now y'all kind of just, y'all took a shot kill at, at the end of the first movie. Now y'all just, like, killing it. No pun intended. Like, I was over it. What about you, Maria? What were your, what were your thoughts on Elise this going around?
1: um I mean, I kind of liked that she wasn't, like, I guess, oh, so overpowered in this movie. I feel like in the first and the second movie, she came in and she, like, you know she was this all knowing person who already knew what to do and how to help out the family and I feel like this time around it was I guess it was nice to see her so vulnerable and to see her so like um, you know her trying to figure things out her way um I feel like that was really nice to see though um I do agree. The whole, like, foreshadowing for the woman in black was kind of, like... I mean, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, that's fun. And then I guess I was like, oh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't think it really, like, mattered afterwards. Um, honestly, I think it would have made more sense if it was, like, the Red Demon, to be honest, instead of the woman in black. Um... But i mean like i i'm I'm not a director, what do I know but um but like I liked her I liked that she was more vulnerable here, and she you know was dealing with her own loss um just the way um the family was, and I think it was really nice to see them kind of relate to each other and nice to see Elise herself grow in the movie rather than coming in and already being like a very dominating figure um which is, I guess, which is why I really like the movie. Because everything feels so organic. Um, you know, you don't, she, like, she, she doesn't just come in all knowing, ready to fight, ready, like, not afraid. Like, you see her being so afraid in the beginning. And you see her change to, like, the woman that she was in the first movie. Um, which was nice. Wow, well, what are your opinions on Quinn? Honestly, I think out of all of them, she might be my least favorite character but I also liked her as like the main character. Uh, I guess compared to like, the, you know, the other families, I think Quinn had like, you know, she was just her daughter who missed her mom and she just wanted to see her mom. And I think it was really interesting to see this demon like take taking, you know, taking advantage of that. And you know, of course she's gonna fall for it. She's a teenage girl. Um, I don't know, I think she did a really good job. I think she didn't, like, overdo her acting, and I don't think she, like, um, I don't think she was, like, a dumb character in any way. I think things were happening to her, and she was reacting the way she should be reacting. Um, you know, because it makes sense that she was trying to reach out to the other side, you know, she just wanted to see her mom. And then, you know, having to deal with you know, she she wants to go to New York, and but then you know her dad wants her to stay home and help with you know with her brother, and um, but at the same time you know she's being haunted. It's just like I liked the way the actress portrayed that. Um, I feel like her reactions made a lot of sense to me. Um, like there were some corny parts, but I feel like I feel like the franchise in general has some corny parts. It's just kind of written in there. Um, I, I mean, I also don't think her presence was as strong as the other characters. Um, but I think her, well, I think she did well. Um, yeah, cause I feel like the dad, I don't know what the actor's name is, but I feel like, I feel like that actor does like a really good job of kind of playing off of people around him and i think that's what quinn's actress was kind of doing kind of playing off his lead but like he did so well that she did really well um so i think it worked i mean but i liked her i like i liked that i liked quinn in general though i feel like she was a very like relatable character
0: as the story progressed i feel like quinn got lost and yeah, as as they, yeah, she definitely got lost. Like once Elise was there and Tucker and Specs was there, as we saw more the dad, I just feel like Quinn got lost in the story that started with her. So I had no connection with her. What about you, Tuan?
2: Yeah, I kind of do agree with that. Now that I'm like you know thinking back, because definitely you know in the beginning and like I would say. Before and right after she got injured, we definitely were, like, in Quinn's, like, state of mind, and, like, we were with Quinn, but definitely um, a little bit after the accident, um, you know, when things started ramping up, and then, you know, like you said, Tucker's specs were called in, then Elise was brought in, and then, you know, the dad was involved a lot more, it definitely did stray a good amount away from Quinn. Like it was still focused on Quinn's character, but we were following the others trying to, um, you know, get her out of that state. But I'm also thinking as well, you know, same thing could be said about the first movie with like Dalton. Like, even though Dalton wasn't like our main, main character, we were following kind of the family as a whole and more so Renee and Josh. Um, you know, Dalton was kind of out for, like, the whole movie while he was in his, like, state. So, um, I wouldn't put it as much against him, but, uh, Quinn was more, like, involved in the plot than, like, Dalton was in the first one. Um, but I still did like her character. Like, the actress that played her did, like, pretty good here. And when she was, like, given something to do, Like, it was, like, I don't think I had any, like, anything bad to say about her.
0: Well, what are your thoughts on the man that couldn't breathe?
2: I do like, um, this villain more than, like, the red-faced demon um, from the first one. Just because, unlike the, like, the red-faced demon and also, like, the woman in black, they weren't trying to... Like, while they were trying to still live or get in the body or possess someone, this this villain was just bad. Like, he just wanted to kill people or, like, take them over and, like, use them for his own, like, will. And, and in the further, not even, like, in, like, trying to take them, like, for real life or use their bodies for, um, like, any real purposes. So he was just, like, kind of, you know, more straight up evil in a sense than the other two, because, you know, make it would rather capture and keep someone hostage than to, you know, just possess the body and take them over.
0: Marie, what about you? What are your thoughts on the man who can't breathe? Um, I mean, I liked the
1: idea of his character and I thought the design was done really well. Um, I feel like I don't know, man. He was creepy. Like He was a creepy, creepy man. um, And I guess it would have been nice to know a little bit more, but I also don't feel like I was missing anything. I kind of feel like he creeped me out enough that, like, I was content with what I saw. Um, I think that he I don't know. He, I guess, I guess, like, the whole point of the movie was that he was, like, miserable, you know, and he just wanted to have people around him to stay miserable with him, and he kind of caused, you know, people to die or people to commit suicide or, like, all these things, and I don't know. I thought it was, like, I thought it was a very interesting concept compared to, like, the other movies, whereas, like, you know, the dad and the son can astro, astroproject, project, and, like, they just get caught by beings on the other side, um, which, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's an interesting idea, but, uh, like, I don't know, there's just, like, I guess it, it kind of just went with the whole feel of the movie, where things aren't that complicated, and they're not that, like, um, not that special, I guess, is the best way I can say it, it's just some some evil ghost that was miserable in life. So he was miserable in death. And he just wanted people to stay with him. Um, and you know, Quinn, who missed her mom, got caught in it. But, um No, he was creepy. Like, when he took off his, his breathing mask, I was done. Because you can see, first of all, you see how his mouth just looks awful. And then you see, like, the slime coming off of, like, his face and the mask as he's taking it off. It was a Disgusting. But it was great. Um, so, I mean, I know we don't really know a lot about this character compared to, like, the villains from the other movies. But, like, I thought it was good. Um, I thought he was a good antagonist.
0: But piggybacking off what you said, how we don't know a lot about him, like, like we did the other villains, I feel like that's what makes him work. Because there isn't some, like, big, dramatic overarching like backstory it's literally just he was a tortured human now he's dead and he wants people to to suffer just like he did like plain simple cut and dry no need for this shakespearean plot like he just wants people to suffer the same way he did and I feel like that's what makes him work and that kind of what what makes this movie work but before we get to our reviews, Tuan, can you give the people the behind the scenes info?
2: And facts? I can. So, the budget for Insidious Chapter 3 was 11 million, and it made a box office of 113 million, about 48 million less than the previous entry. Um, the film marked Lee Winnell's directorial debut and writer, ad director, and actor Lee Winnell told Casting that he wanted the man who can't breathe to look like the sloth victim from the movie Seven, released in 1995. The same actor, Michael Reed McKay, was cast for the role. Lee Winnell's first project where he receives the uh, triplicate credits of directing, writing, and acting his own film amongst his works where he also acted or saw in in 2004, in addition to writing the screenplay and having collaborated with James Wan. Elise has a dog called Warren. It's based on the real-life paranormal investigators Ed Warren and Lorraine Warren, which appears in James Wan's film The Conjuring, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga. YouTube personality Joey Graceffa filmed a role for the film of a psychotic Vietnam veteran which was left on a cutting room floor <laughs> I did not know that <laughs>
0: do you remember when Joey Graceffa was like a <laughs> yes <laughs> talk about dating a movie fast
2: <laughs> it was even prior to this movie Ooh. it gets crazy Um, Critics' reactions. The film currently sits at a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. IGN scored the film a 7.1 out of 10, saying Insidious Chapter 3 is the most focused, dark, and creepy installment of the series to date. Variety gave the film a negative review, saying that chief among things that go bump in the night in Insidious Chapter 3 is the movie itself, a thuddingly dull prequel to James Wan's very enjoyable and highly profitable demonic possession horror franchise. The Washington Post gave the film 1.5 stars out of 4, saying the Insidious franchise, after three attempts to exorcise its real demons, still can't seem to shake what really haunts it, the ghost of B-movies past. And lastly, Real Reviews gave the film 2.5 out of 4 stars, saying the third time's a charm, not with the Insidious series, it isn't. Admittedly, installment number 3 is an improvement over number 2, but it fails to reach the heights of of the chilling but uneven original.
0: Well, those people were insane, but what about us? Do we cash or pass? In City Chapter 3. For me, it's a cash. I feel like of the 3 that I've seen so far, this was the best one for me. This is above the other two. And I feel like it's mostly because the family feels authentic and grounded. The story feels grounded. Yes, it's all the supernatural Crap going on, but it just feels more authentic in a way. And for me, it's a cash one hundred percent. But what about you, Maria? Did you cash or pass in *Cities* Chapter Three?
1: I mean, I cash. I already have the movie. I've seen this movie a lot. Like I've seen like a lot. I don't even. I, I didn't even watch it for this because I've seen it a lot. There's, you know, it's a lot of scenes that I really, really like to watch from this movie. Um and yeah and I feel like this movie is just so like. It's not complicated, you know, but it has good scenes where, um, where you, I don't know, where I feel like they're scary, and I also feel like if you pay, like, close attention, um, you know, like, it's a nice movie to have in the background because it's not overly complicated, but if you do decide to sit and actually, like, watch it, you'll notice little, like, things here and there where you're like, you know, I didn't even, I didn't notice that last time, and it's just, it's so nice. Um, so I definitely cash
0: to What about you? Do you cash your pass insidious chapter? 3? Yes,
2: I would also, um, give a cash to insidious chapter three. Um, I did like the rewatch I had of this movie, um, and definitely liked it more than when I originally watched it. Like I said earlier, I'm not sure why I, why I remember not liking this movie, but definitely watching it now. Um, I like this one a lot.
0: And with that, we have come to the end of this week's review. Join us next week as a review Insidious Chapter 4. The last... Actually, it's not Chapter 4. It's Insidious, The Last Key. We have a new director, Sam R. writer. Let's see how this is going to be. I'm kind of excited. like, Because for me, watching all these movies for the review is the first time I'm seeing these movies so i've been enjoying it so far and after next week we're going to be up to date and we're just going to be waiting for the new one to drop which is insane because this went by really fast but it's only four movies so join us next week for the last key good night If like this episode, please be sure to check out Hide and Fear Horrors' past reviews from big franchises like Halloween, Friday the 13th, and the Chucky franchise, or one-off reviews like Us and Midsommar. You can follow Hide and Fear Horrors on Instagram and TikTok, where the host posts updates and many reviews. Full episodes are available on several podcasting platforms. If you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget to please like and subscribe. Hide for Horror is produced by Mark Smart, Maria Perez, and and Tawan Griffin. Edited by Mark Smart. Themed by Lethal Injections. The Hide and Feel Horrors Podcast is a letter to media production. Should we do an
1: intro?